Ikeidu from BA. This is a Rorschach Nigeria update from the 22nd of December 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. Clement Agba, the Minister of State for Finance, Budget and National Planning, said Nigeria needs $2.3 trillion to close the infrastructural gap in the country. On Monday, the 19th of December, the minister said a new master plan for the country would provide a roadmap for building a world-class infrastructure that would guarantee sustainable growth and development in Nigeria. Moving on, the World Bank has warned that the timing and short transition period of the Naira redesign policy may have negative impacts on economic activity. Last Thursday, commercial banks began dispensing the redesigned 200 Naira, 500 Naira and 1,000 Naira notes to customers across the country. The old notes will cease to be legal tender from the 31st of January 2023, according to the Central Bank of Nigeria, or CBN. Speaking of the monetary policy, on Tuesday the 20th of December, the World Bank warned in its new report that the phasing out of existing Naira notes over a short time period may add to the challenges of poor households and small-scale businesses. The report suggested that rapid demonetizations can generate significant short-term costs. Small-scale businesses and poor and vulnerable households would potentially be particularly affected due to being liquidity-constrained and heavily reliant on day-to-day -day cash transactions. Already, households and firms face elevated financial pressures from prolonged high inflation, recently compounded by external food and fuel price shocks, and the severe floods. In other news, the National Emergency Management Agency, or NEMA, has evacuated 266 stranded Nigerians from the Niger Republic. Mustafa Ahmed Abib, NEMA's Director General, received the returnees at the Malam Aminu Kano International Airport in Kano on Friday the 16th of December. He said that the returnees were brought back under the care of the International Organization for Migration from Niamey, the capital of the Niger Republic, through a voluntary repatriation program. Usman Kabir, a Kaduna-born returnee, told Nima that he sold his plot of land to travel to Libya to seek greener pastures. He said that many migrants died in the Sahara Desert from snake bites and that the shame of not achieving his quest stopped him from coming back home. Salamatu Muhammad, another returnee from Kano, said she traveled to Niger with her six-year-old granddaughter after her husband suffered financial setbacks. She said her granddaughter fell sick because of the events that took place and could not eat and had to be administered drip to survive. Nima's director general said the returnees would participate in a four-day training on how to achieve self-sustainability 
and would be provided with seed capital to enable them to start up self-reliant ventures. But this is not the only effort of the Nigerian government to rescue stranded citizens abroad. Also that same day, 196 Nigerians who were stranded in India were brought back home. They each received a $100 stipend from the government and a free SIM card, courtesy of the Nigerians in Diaspora Commission and the Nigerian Communication Commission. The elections are fast approaching. On Monday, the 20th of December, a coalition of civil society organizations, or CSOs, asked the Independent National Electoral Commission, or INEC, to extend the deadline for the collection of permanent voter cards, or PVCs. Recall that on the 25th of June, Mahmoud Yakubu, chairman of the INEC, said PVCs would be ready for collection in October. But the commission later changed the date from the 12th of December 2022 to the 22nd of January 2023. The CSOs asked the commission to delay the collections because, according to them, several Nigerians who visited INEC's offices around the country have been told that their cards were not ready. The CSOs recommended that INEC create a dedicated desk to escalate the issues for quick resolution and to create a mechanism to report INEC officials engaged in extortion or deliberately sharing misleading information to disenfranchise voters. We'll be keeping an eye out for INEC's response and update you as soon as we can. Now, for those looking to get into university, we've got some pretty interesting news for you. The Joint Admissions and Matriculation Board, or JAMB, has fixed the 14th of January as the date for the commencement of its 2023 Unified Tertiary Matriculation Examination, or UTME, registration. After a management meeting, the board announced that registration for its 2023 UTME will be held between the 14th of January and the 14th of February. This does not include the registration for direct entry, or DE, application documents. The board said that the DE registration would start on the 20th of February and end on the 20th of April, 2023. JAMB also fixed the 16th of March for its optional mock UTME. Candidates would be required to pay the sum of 1,000 naira, about $2, for the mock examination. JAMB also set the 29th of April for the 2023 UTME itself, which is expected to end on the 12th of May. The exam body said all candidates who desire to register for the 2023 UTME should immediately embark on the creation of their respective profiles ahead of the formal commencement of the registration exercise. Good luck! 
Still on a lighter note, on Monday, the 19th of December, a high court sitting in Maitama, Abuja, finally approved the divorce of Anita Isama from Paul Okoye of Peace Square, the popular music duo. The pair have been in the news since last year over a rumored crisis rocking their eight-year-old marriage. Remember that in August 2021, a document believed to be a divorce petition filed by Anita against the singer surfaced online. At the time, the document had cited, quote, irreconcilable difference, unquote, as her reason for pushing for a divorce. In July this year, another court document surfaced online claiming the mother of three filed for divorce from the singer over alleged infidelity. In her latest petition signed by her lawyers, Anita cited cheating, separation, being an absent father, fraud and difficult experiences as reasons for seeking a divorce. Anita also reportedly demanded a monthly settlement of $20,000 and a number of the singer's mansions in the petition. Both parties have been publicly quiet on their marital crisis so far. Meanwhile, interestingly, Anita's Instagram page shows that she is still bearing Okoye as her surname. Paul, on his end, made the headlines recently when he unveiled his new lover named Ivy Ifeoma. He said they have been together for a year. And now, Nyesom Wike, the governor of River State, said that the federal government should consider setting up a welfare scheme for military veterans and families of fallen troops. On Tuesday the 20th, at the Emblem Appeal Fund launch in Rivers, organized by the armed forces, Wike said the federal government should also have a budgetary allocation for the welfare of the families of the deceased security operatives. The governor said the day set aside to launch the emblem should only be for reflection on the sacrifices made by the armed forces in ensuring peace in the country. Earlier in November, gunmen killed three police officers. The governor commended the state police command for tracking down the suspects involved in the killing. He launched the emblem with 50 million naira, around $112,000, and announced that the Rivers government will give 20 million naira, almost $45,000, to each of the families of the three slain policemen. And that's it for this week. So here's to a bit of holiday spirit. Whatever that is, it's something close to the reasons we here at Rorschach have for doing this. Yes, this, what you just listened to. To help bring us all together and to move us toward the light. So thank you for listening, learning, thinking, and for joining us on this new thing we are all doing together. Really, thank you. Kaodi. Kaodi.